the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And you can read my articles uh, as well as on our website, also on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at LifeSiteNews.com, on WND.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book. It's my second book, and it's now in its second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, written especially for teens, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. There are many problems in our public schools right now, but what positive solutions can we bring to the table? We are going to talk today about a very successful one, the good news clubs that are growing in number all over the country, and in fact, all over the world. My guest today is Reverend Moses Estevez, who is Vice President of International Ministries for Child Evangelism Fellowship. Reverend Moses Estevez was born and raised in Portugal. In 1993, he and his family moved from Portugal to Vermont, where he served as State Director for Child Evangelism Fellowship. And in 1997, he began to serve at CEF International Headquarters. And after serving in USA Ministries for 20 years, Moses is now Vice President of International Ministries, leading thousands of full-time staff to reach millions of children each year around the globe. He's married to Mary Jane, and they have four grown children and two grandchildren. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Moses. Thank you very much, Linda, for having me. We are so honored to have you on the show today. You head up a staff of thousands of people, and I know your time is very valuable Um, But please uh, give our listeners a little bit of the history of Good News Clubs and Child Evangelism Fellowship. 
Child Evangelism Fellowship started in 1937. The mm-hmm. founder's name is uh, Reverend Irvin Overholzer, mm-hmm. and he had a heart and a passion that children would know God, and he prayed for children not only in America, but all over the world. We still have the globe that he used to uh, pray over the different nations, weeping for the children, and uh, God answered his prayers and uh, brought many, many workers into the ministry 82 years later. Uh, we're the largest children's ministries in the world. We have about 3,500 full-time staff and hundreds of thousands of volunteers teaching the Bible to children. Our vision is every child, every nation, every day. And we have many different programs, and perhaps the best-known program is the Good News Club, the weekly Good News Club. Wow. So um, you have other programs other than Good News Clubs, then. That is, that's great. Yes. Yeah. We have a summer... Uh, Good News Club goes through the school year on a weekly basis, and then we have summer programs uh, and several others. That's wonderful. So how many clubs are there in the U.S. and then around the world? Okay. In the USA, we have um, about 6,300 Good News Clubs. Of those, uh, 4,900 are in public schools. Um, just in the after-school Good News Clubs, we reach about 171,000 children on a weekly basis. Wow. Last ministry year, we had 29,000 professions of faith, so we praise the Lord for that. Oh, yeah. um, last year around the world, we reached 25.5 million children with our face-to-face ministries. That doesn't include literature distribution or mass media. Um, and uh, about 100, close to 100,000 Good News Clubs worldwide and again, many other ministries. We divide the world into eight regions. Each region has a regional director, national directors. Here in North America, we reached close to 900,000 children last year in our, all our ministries. Wow. And uh, perhaps uh, your, some of your listeners might remember as children attending our five-day clubs, which are, happen Monday through Friday, uh, Backyard Bible Clubs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um is there in the U.S. Okay, so we, my our program is focused a lot on the U.S. Although I want to talk to you more about the international situation in a minute. But in the U.S., is there one particular geographical area where there are more of these clubs, where they are more uh, amenable to being started? I guess I would have to say uh, than in sure. other areas. Um, there, there's really, there's really the, the legally the doors of the public schools are open for all the uh, all the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for several reasons, there are a number of states that have uh, stronger, larger ministries, uh, South Carolina, Texas, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida. There's a number of them. Mm-hmm. But really, we have uh, after-school good news clubs all throughout the country. Are there many in Ohio? Because most of our listeners are going to be in Ohio. Uh, yes, we have a, a good number of clubs in Ohio. We've had a couple of legal victories there. The doors are wide open. So uh, right. Uh, good good ministry is taking place in public schools there. Oh, that's wonderful. So tell people uh, how a Good News Club operates. I mean, does it meet before school, okay. after school? How does that go? Sure. The majority of Good News Clubs meet after school. Uh, there, uh, there are a few hundred release time clubs in a couple of states that have a unique laws that facilitate that kind of club. And a release time club is a little different than after school because the children are dismissed during uh, instruction time. They have to go to a place outside of the school property. 
they have their club time and then they're brought back into school property to continue the instruction time. Hmm. So we have about 320 of those, but the majority of them are uh, after-school Good News Club. So it's uh, sort of a privately sponsored after-school club offering training in in morals, character, leadership, citizenship, but from a Christian biblical perspective. We do that through fun activities, Bible stories, gospel songs, and games. Uh, The clubs are taught by members of churches in the community, and they're uh, non-denominational. And we make sure that we share the gospel of Christ every week with the boys and girls. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, Friends, in case you're just joining us, we are talking with Reverend Moses Estevez, who is the Vice President International for Child Evangelism Fellowship, and we're talking about good news clubs, which uh, can be established in any school, public or private, correct? Private schools as well, Moses? Certainly, yeah. yes. Um, many in private schools. Now, do most of these clubs, are they in elementary, middle, or high school, or any of the above? Most of these clubs uh, are in elementary schools. Okay. Um, basically, um, parents, you know, come together, and, and, and sometimes they request a club. Sometimes it's, it's the, um, uh, actually the school officials that request a club. Sometimes mm. it's uh, wow. CF workers that approach the school. But they, they happen in the, in the school uh, clubs, in, in the elementary school, I'm sorry. As the years go by, um, what we've noticed is people are carrying heavier and heavier backpacks in life. You know, the consequences of sin weigh them down, hardened hearts and so on. Right. Young children's hearts are, are still very open and yeah. ready to receive the Savior. Um, studies have shown, and I've done this test in groups of Christians, just asking people to raise their hand uh, if they made a decision for Christ before the age of 14, and typically 80% of the room raises their hands. Wow. Um, so there's a great openness for, for the things of God at that young age, and so we focus on teaching our, our Good News Clubs to that age group and in elementary public schools. Now, um, you already answered this somewhat, but who starts a club? I mean, can it be a student, uh, a teacher, a parent? How does that go? Yeah, there's different approaches, different models. Our best model is actually a part in partnership with a local church. So we approach okay. a local church uh, with a desire to plant a Good News Club in the uh, elementary school nearby. The church adopts the school. We train their teachers um, to have a strong Bible club, but it's also fun, so kids want to come back. Um, and by the way, these teachers then, with their training, they're much better equipped to do their own children's ministry in their church, so there's a lot of benefit there. Um, so they they will find many times a teacher in the public school that will host the club, and, uh, you know, after a meeting with the principal and, and the necessary permissions then and the, the startup training, we, we, we get started. Um, we have to remember that less than 20% of Americans attend church on a regular basis, so kids are not going to show in, show up in church by themselves. Uh, they're not going to drive themselves to church, young kids. Right. So right. we have to go where they are. Right. Uh, once they get excited about Jesus and ask, the, ask their parents to take them to church, uh, many times they end up going to the church where those teachers are from because that's the relationships they have. We, we always make the point CF is not the local church, so we partner with the local church to reach children and then get them plugged into that uh, church for Christian growth. And so you, you can see yeah. 
Go ahead. Let's just going to see more about the, the concept of the partnership if they go to cefonline.com okay. and click on the Good News Club tab. cefonline.com. Correct. Okay. Now, what's the size of the average club? Actually, um, clubs in the, in the public school, I'm pulling the statistics right now, um, the average is about 33 children oh, per club. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. And, and you, the, so in some yeah. cases, they get actually quite large. Mm. And if they get quite large, we actually break them down into multiple clubs. Mm. So if you would have 150 kids, we would then do a good news club just for first, second grade, another good news club just third and fourth, you know, wow. break them down yeah. uh, into more manageable sizes to mm. have a more personal ministry to the kids. And you already t- talked about the curriculum. T- tell us a little bit more detail about how that goes. Sure. CF Press designs the curriculum. We provide um, great Bible lesson materials, beautiful visuals that either can be shown in printed form or through PowerPoint. Um, there's a very fun music with exciting soundtracks and all kinds of actions and color. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Bible verse memorization, review games. Mm-hmm. There's always a clear explanation of the gospel and an invitation for children to make a decision to follow Christ. The reason we do that every week <clears throat> excuse me, is because we don't know if a child might just come one time. You can't right. just say, well, we'll do it once a month or once a quarter, and uh, what if Johnny is not there? So we're very burdened about children having an opportunity to meet the Savior and to starting a relationship with him. But we developed very exciting Bible-centered curriculum uh, for our Good News Clubs. So um, if you are a grandparent, let's, let's pretend that you're talking to someone who's a grandmother right now, like me. And and wanted to have a Good News Club started in their grandchild's elementary school. How would I go about that? Sure. So probably what we would do is we would talk with that person um, about approaching their pastor and have a meeting with that mm-hmm. grandma and the pastor and, and explain uh, that the church can have a lighthouse in this uh, public school and, and teach the Bible to the children and if the church pulls the team together, that grandma can be certainly part of that team. Mm-hmm. We will come and train them. Uh, we will go and meet with the principal. We, we bring to the table also uh, liability insurance, uh, mm. legal support, everything mm. that's needed to get the, um, the club going. We train that team. We get them started. Our staff will be there the first few weeks, um, make sure everything starts off right. And then we visit on a regular basis and follow up. But that church team, that grandma being a part of that team, will uh, will then be fully equipped to maintain the club, to grow the club, to minister to those kids, and to moms and dads when they come after the uh, the club is over to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's that's fantastic. Now uh, we aren't we don't have a lot of time before our break, so I don't want to get into this. Um, the talk, I want to talk a little bit more about the legalities, but let's wait to the second segment for that. So let me just ask you this. What kind of feedback do you get from principals and students? It must be good, or you wouldn't be can it's you actually go. It's very positive. Um, we did a survey um, a few years ago with a couple hundred principals from uh, 28 different states, and 87%, that was one of the questions I put there. 87% had personal knowledge that the Goodness Club had been a positive experience for the school. 
You know, my wife used to teach in a public school. She's now teaching in a Christian school. But uh, principals are very busy. And uh, 87% knew, oh, yeah, yeah, Good News Club, definitely uh, very good for our school. Actually, we got many quotes from them. Let me just give you a couple. One of them said, we have noticed an improvement in student behavior. Good News Club has provided us with an extra resource for our high-risk population. Oh, good. Okay. The Good News Club has been a part of our school. The office referrals have decreased. Great. We have to Um, break right there for Thank you. That is a wonderful quote. We have to break right there, and we'll come right back to Moses Estevez, the Good News Clubs. We're talking here on Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We'll be right back and continue this great discussion. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about good news clubs, and they are mostly in elementary schools. And guess what out there, folks? You could help start one for your child's elementary school or your grandchild's. You could be the, uh, and your church could get involved in this. And we're talking with Reverend Moses Estevez, who is one of the leaders, uh, executives of the Child Evangelism Fellowship, which uh, starts these clubs. And uh, give us that website one more time, Moses. Yes, uh, cefonline.com is a great place to go to find out more about Good News Clubs. Okay, so Good News Clubs, mostly in elementary schools, but occasionally in uh, upper grades as well? Do you find? Uh, we have a few clubs in, in junior high. It's a different ministry called uh, JU Connection, but um, there's not many of those. Most most of them are focused on elementary. Elementary. Age. Okay. Now, um, you were giving us some feedback from the principals. Go on. Do you have more, some more quotes from these yeah, schools? Yeah, we, we have. Uh, we received lots of positive feedback from principals. I think some of them are believers, but most of them are not, and and they might not understand how Christ can change a child's life. But here's what they understand. They see the benefits. We actually had a, a really neat video testimony from a boy, and it was shot in a school right after a Good News Club. And, and he, in the video, says, I used to be a bully, and I used to be really mean to other kids. But then I started coming to Good News Clubs, and God changed me, and I'm not a bully anymore. Wow. And so Christ transforms the kids. The principals might not know, might not know all those dynamics, but they sure know improved behavior. And they like it. And so a lot of times we have requests from schools and principals. The word gets around, hey, can you come and, and do a Good News Club at our school? Wow. Do you get have much interaction with parents? Are parents contact you saying with these yes, positive comments? Absolutely. Actually, we have a rule that no child can attend an after-school Good News Club without a signed parental permission oh, yeah, slip. So right. um, we have to have contact with the parents. Parents come and pick up their kids at the end of the club. Uh, they are welcome and invited to sit in the back of the room and listen mm. in. Uh, and so there, we always have a relationship with parents, and it's very, very, very positive. Obviously, without the support of the parents, the kids wouldn't show up at the club. And right. they just love the fact that their uh, their kids go home talking about God, talking about the Bible, talking about Jesus, and they just keep coming, and the parents support it. Now, are there any requirements for kids to show up? Is there a statement of faith and have you had any issues like with disruption for any yeah. reason? Uh, attendance is voluntary mm-hmm. uh, with parents' permission. Uh, club teachers have to sign a CF statement of faith once okay. a year, but no one else is required to do that, only the teachers. Okay. Um, usually elementary children don't join in to be disruptive. Um, 
you, you might have some behavior issues at the end of the day. Kids are tired, and and uh, which is normal when you minister or teach kids. Um, but not they don't join with the purpose of being disruptive. We did have one time an atheist parent signed up her child to come to Good News Club, and the parent was definitely set on causing trouble. Actually, later that parent, this was in upstate New York, uh, later that parent and a few others ended up forming an atheist after-school club mm. in a school in, in New York, and but the club completely flopped for lack of attendance. Parents wow. in general don't want that stuff for their kids. Yeah, and, and you know, this brings up another um, issue where you all have been a wonderful alternative to some of the very dark uh, Satan clubs have been formed. I mean, if people, if you haven't heard about that, friends, it's out there. Uh, and I don't think they have taken off like the, I think they're mostly atheists who uh, put out Satan for a shock value or something, but there may be Satanists involved as well. So, um, you know, you are a positive alternative to that. What has been your interaction with people talking about the Satan clubs and so on? Sure. Um, the people behind the after-school Satan clubs are actually atheists dressed up in scary costumes. Yeah, they're not really Satanist, uh, and actually, the, the the real Satanist church has has pushed back into them because of uh, the confusion they cause. Um, so it's it, it's not a devil worshiping club. That really, what they're doing is trying to scare parents, and and it's a parody, a publicity stunt. They're trying to scare community officials, school officials, parents with the goal that the parents will push them out, because strategically they always went to start their clubs where we had Good News Clubs. Mm-hmm. And so in order for them to be pushed out legally, they, the school would have to push out Good News Clubs as well, and they would achieve their objective. So that was the strategy all along from the very first news article that launched the whole campaign. Uh, the whole thing completely flopped mm-hmm. because of one thing, and that one thing is parents. Yeah. Parents did not send their children to the Satan Club. Really? It's obvious why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when children are already struggling with many issues like violence or drugs, online bullying, uh, gaming addiction, gangs, whatever, the last thing the parents want is for their children to go to a Satan Club. Yeah, seriously, yes. <laughs> that's, so that's, when that's... you go to their website, there's a, cl- a tab where you can click to see the list of clubs, and it's empty. There's none. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, so I, I like to say, tongue-in-cheek, that there was a battle that took place between Satan clubs and God clubs, and God won. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Satan has zero clubs, and God has 4,900 good news clubs. Wow. Uh, but we also need a lot more. You know, the, the doors are open. We need Christians all over this country to step up and, and, and get a burden to, to minister to children. Actually, I was thinking about Psalm 78 that says, Arise and tell them to their generation— Tell them what? The glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done so that they should set their hope, the children should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. So people feel that the present generation is turning their hearts against God. Well, let's teach the next generation to fear God. And And, and that is the call for every follower of Christ to pass on the knowledge of God to the next generation. Someone said that Christianity is always one generation away from extinction. Mm. If we fail to pass the knowledge of God to the children, and and I'm from Europe, I was born and raised in Portugal. You take Mm -hmm. a look at England. In years past, it was 
the world center of missions with a strong Christian community. Today, it needs to be evangelized all over again. It's a mission. Seriously, yep, and absolutely. And USA is headed in the same direction, mm-hmm. unless yep. the Christian today's Christian community takes on the responsibility, a God-given responsibility, to pass on the knowledge of God to the next generation. Absolutely, that is wonderful. Now uh, we don't have any time. I, I want people to go to your website and find out. Yes, there's a legal standing you, you for all these clubs. Uh, we didn't get to get into that very much. And yes, these are international. And of course, we have the persecution of believers all over this world. And I'm sure that the Child Evangelism Fellowship is well involved in that. But we, we don't have time to go. But give us your website one more time. Yes, our website is cefonline.com. Okay. And it's a great place to find out more about Good News Clubs. Well, thank you so much, Moses. started in public schools. Thank you so much, Moses, for what you're doing. Uh, follow up, friends. Get Think about starting one in your local school for your children or grandchildren. And always remember, there's a lot of darkness, but we have, guess who we have on our side? With God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.